Hey team, check out this cool new notebook I just found randomly on the street. Uh, Kenny, not sure that's a notebook you should be using, and considering what this episode is about, that's also way too suspicious. Uh, I don't know. I'm just gonna keep it, write the names of all the things I love, write some recipes, you Loz, know. Loz, help me out here. Look, you really need to put that back where you found it. You don't know who's touched it, you don't know who it belongs to, or what it could do, things it could summon. <gasps> I love summoning! Let me try something! No! Uh, how on earth did I get here? Hi. Uh, why uh, do you have my diary? Here we go again. Wait, again? This happens often? It's over 9,000! Uh, Wi-Fi! and welcome to another episode of Wi-Fi Radio, the podcast we look into the world of anime and manga. I'm Kyle, and with me I have... A host of hosts. I've got Kenny, I've got Loz, and our latest addition to the party to fight the anime gods, Farah. Welcome on board! Thank you so much! Yes, it has been a very busy few weeks at Kawaii As you've probably seen on our social media, we've been uh, getting new people, doing new things. And you haven't met Aaron properly yet, but that'll be next episode. But today we get to introduce you to Farah, who okay. has done a lot of good stuff. So I have. Yeah. Well, I know you, I know you've been an editor for Japan Demand. Yes, I have. Am I even saying that right? Because I'm like, is it Japan Demand? Uh, Japan Demand. So it basically, is the guy who started it, and he calls uh, himself Japan Demand. See, I was wondering if it was Panda Man. And well, that's what it was originally. Like a lot of people, are like, is it just Panda Man? But no, it's he like, is Japan Demand, the Panda Man. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, um, what was your first anime? Oh, what a question. God, what a question. Um, you know, I was thinking about this. Like, the one I really connected to was probably Sailor Moon. Mm. And there was, like, a story about that where, like, you know, when I was younger, um, I just could not stop watching it. It was great. Like, there used to be, like, on Foxtel, you used to have marathons. Oh, yeah. And you just used to sit and binge watch it. I probably watched like a hundred episodes at one go. So. Oh yeah, I mean like we saw it quite frequently on Cheese TV as well, <laughs> and yeah. oh, I can't remember what else we. It's popped up on a lot of different shows over the years, and mm. well, ch- shows, channels even, because TV was, stations. Because it was one of like the first things that a lot of people were pretty much introduced to anime-wise. It does have that kind of popularity, so yeah. it doesn't surprise it to keep appearing. But it's definitely a great starting point because I think, well, you, you and I were like Dragon Ball sort of era as yeah, well. Yeah. Mm, yeah, Dragon Ball Z, Pokemon in the morning, yes. Sailor mm. Moon. You're going to be our expert on a couple of interesting areas. Yes, Dubs, I, am. I believe? Yes, I am a bit of a bit of a dub fan. I love my dubs, so mm-hmm. I generally gravitate more towards the dubs. But mm-hmm. in saying that, though... I do love my subs as well. So you'll be kind of our uh, brains trust on voice actors and stuff like that. Yes, yes, I will be. Fantastic. And I think you've also got a bit of experience with idol culture. Oh, yes. And we're not not talking just anime idol. No, 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 no. We're talking Japanese idols. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a massive Love Life fan. So Mm -hmm. if you come to my house, it is pretty much (laughs) a Love Life Central. I'm a big (laughs) Daikosoa fan, so... Everything is merch on her, so awesome. Yeah. So in terms of love life, 
I'm your girl. I'll know all Beautiful. about it. But yeah, but I love my Japanese idols. They're mm-hmm. just amazing. I, I think you've had a bit of experience with like local idol scenes yes, in Perth and I yes. think Sydney as well. Sydney, um, Brisbane. So uh, yeah. Sydney. In fact, there's probably one happening tonight. Uh, no audience live. So tune into that. And that's AGS, which is they're amazing. Mm-hmm. But they yeah, are so good. They I've are very, very still good. still blows my mind that there's an idol scene in Perth. It's building up. It's still getting to that point, but um, Mm. it's a very nice little culture that they've got in Perth Mm. going at the moment, and they're very keen to get into that market on the East Coast as well. So, yeah, I'm I'm excited for the Perth Perth Idol community growth. Oh, yeah. Now, now, look, enough about you. (laughs) (laughs) No, Your time is over. Your time (laughs) is only... We've run out of time. Tea time. No. No, um, I know. So mean. Um, (laughs) So Farah was very happy to have you on board. And you are going to be hearing a lot more from Farah in the coming weeks. Um, Farah will be joining both Dee and Loz to do a special Idol episode in the coming weeks. Scalpel episode. Um, And we're going to have to come up with something uh, myself and Kenny and Aaron can talk about because I think we watch almost... You guys watch and it's like going, this is for boys, doesn't work. No, boo. Boo, boo. <laughs> We're going to need something with giant robots and explosions. Oh, I want to talk about that too, though. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was going to say, can we do JoJo? No, all the girls watch JoJo too. Uh, <laughs> yes, actually. Sarah <laughs> hasn't seen JoJo. I haven't seen JoJo. JoJo episode. Uh-huh. JoJo episode. Um, oh, no. th- I'm, I'm the same. I haven't watched much JoJo. I've seen like yes. the first half of season one of it. It's all right. Kenny and I can help you with that. Mm-hmm. So um, let's talk about what's at the moment, and we need to start with a WTF on decadence. Uh, um, yeah, um, okay. what wow. happened there? So, um, for for those following along at home, this season's uh, series by Studio Nut, Studio Nut. is decadence. Yeah. It is a original anime um, where we are not sure what's going on yet. Yeah, <laughs> first episode, it looks like a uh, kind of a post-apocalyptic kind of Attack on Titan, vibes. Attack on Titan with futuristic I've got tech. Got Darling the Franks as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did. yes, yeah. yes, and, and then. And the second episode chucks you for an absolute wobbly. Flips it on the head. So from, uh, spoiler alert, uh, for the next mm, two minutes mm. of the podcast, we're going to be talking about this. Um, so jump two minutes ahead otherwise. Um, essentially, you've had enough time. Um, Decadence's second episode shows you the opposite side of the world where it appears that the humans in the world are in a virtual environment. Mm-hmm. Kind but, of a kind it, of a safari enclosure, practically. Yeah, yeah. Essentially, it, and it's expanded on in episode three. It's a safari enclosure where the humans are living normally, unaware the fact that their world is actually being controlled by a supercomputer, by the sounds of it, in orbit. By a supercomputer and sort of like a civilization of... Artificial being, cute little Tamagotchi-looking friends. Yes, oh, good lord. They're, and yeah. and it's kind of like the Truman Show, and I'm really confused. And why are the humans living in the giant dome. robot dome? And then why are there weird aliens? And why do they need to collect the blood of yeah, the giant creatures? Yeah. These What's are happening? these players. These um these digital kind of creatures, they engage in the world in sort of like human avatars, yeah, like that one movie avatars. with the blue sort people. Out online. Mm. Yeah. Sort out online movie with the blue people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and they uh, hunt the monsters and collect the green stuff, yeah. which we were told powers their giant moving fist city. But in <laughs> actual fact, they are collecting it for livelihood and points. And they kind of yeah. need it to live. Yeah. Like, a Kaburagi, like, needed it to, like, power himself up at the it's end. Like, like what's uni- happening? Essentially, it seems to be a universal power source. Mm. 
made from monsters. Made from the monster friends. So make anti-grav fields. What? We thought this was going to be like an attack on Titan with a bit of futuristic tech and weird needle guns. Now it's this whole other deal. Yeah. um, It's different. It's not a bad thing. It's just... I mm. don't know. I was just like, you know, I was watching, oh yeah, the first episode, let's go. Mm-hmm. And then we, and they had a little like clip of it at the end of mm. the first episode. Yeah, I you're was just like, like huh? am I watching something? I started to go cross over with another anime and then I watched the second, I was like, what mm-hmm. is going on? Yeah, imagine like you've just watched the uh, first episode at home and then you uh, come back the next day, yeah. turn on your TV and you see these little Tamagotchi fellas running around, you're thinking, am I on the right channel? Well, I, I actually, here's channel. the easiest way to explain it. Imagine episode one is Attack on Titan, episode one. Episode two is Digimon. Yes. That's the difference. That's oh, no, how stark it is. Attack on Titan, Digimon world. Like, it, it's a very big contrast. So, look, I'm really Attack interested. It's, it's super it's very clever, though, because when is. you actually watch that second episode, there's a lot of, like, backstory to mm. it, and you need that backstory. Yeah, world building kind of expands. On. Like, Twitter is... Uh, generally angry. Most yes. people on Twitter seem to be kind that's of like, just, what? I think you've just described Twitter. <laughs> well, that's, that's very fair. But I like, I'm really open to something different. It's not going to mm. be the cookie cutter kind of Attack on Titan show that we thought it might be. So I'm keen. It's just that generally they wait at least three episodes for that. Well, that's the thing. The third episode actually then fleshed out even more story to mm-hmm. explain how they've ended up in this world and how it's set up. And, that, and you discover... They're actually on Earth, and mm-hmm. the humans destroyed the planet. So, you know, a bit of foreshadowing there, guys. <laughs> but look, I'm up for this whole nut studio thing, so let's mm-hmm. go with it. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, now, something we never thought we'd be really talking about on the podcast, but SpongeBob. That guy who lives in a pineapple under the sea? He yes, him. in well. a pineapple under the sea. He does. And last night I sent through this video to the Kawaii Fight Chat, and I was like, guys... I need you to watch this. And they did, and it blew their minds, and it's a SpongeBob anime, and it's this guy on YouTube has made this incredibly oh, detailed anime clip of like SpongeBob with all of the best shonen anime tropes ever, yes. and it's so good you do have to see it. He, he spent six months of his life to make this 15-minute video. Amazing. It's, oh. it's pretty phenomenal. Like It's sh- quintessentially shonen. The sheer <laughs> amount of effort that has gone into... Some dude making a SpongeBob anime episode. <laughs> Effort put I, into I that. I love how utterly annoyed by this you are, Kenny. Yeah, it's a difficult <laughs> I mean, sentence to I'm say. I'm impressed beyond words, but it's also just why? Why would you do that? Why, why would you so not? Much? It has like an opening, and then he's made like a closing you can watch after as oh, well. And there's it's like oh. there's openings. It's other openings he's made. There are a lot less. Um, mm. you can actually see the progression in his quality. There are three different openings. Mm. This one was just sort of like his main sort of like magnum opus. Magnum but opus we, we, sure. we do have to point out as well, a good friend, Romy, is the guy who did all the openings for it. And, all the, and the, just the music is so good. Mm. It's, it's so good. Romy, what in the name of Bowie? Like, <laughs> how do you... Do you just, like, get emails from all sorts of random groups like us and Spongebob and just think, <laughs> Kenny, yeah, I'll if someone do that. says, I want you to make the music for a Spongebob anime, it's such a wild request you can't say no. I guess. Yeah. And, I mean, the amount of people that have viewed it, I think it's... it's um, so I'm just looking at the moment. It's currently 3.8 million views. Jeez. It was uploaded two days ago. Um, yeah. Go onto YouTube. It's um, Narmak <laughs> is the channel. It's the guy's name. So N-A-R-M-A-K. Um, it's so incredibly good. He's like taken 
Dragon Ball Z, Naruto, My Hero Academia oh. style fights and like also like the lines that they say and the shots oh. and it's just you have to see it to believe it. It you feel so nostalgic. It's so good. Oh boy. I have barely watched SpongeBob. I was not in the age <laughs> group oh, when that was a oh thing. My. And what? I knew references that they were making in the show. Yeah, like this like it's it covers base SpongeBob knowledge. But it also covers like really weird stuff that I was just like, <laughs> hey, I saw that in an episode one time. Yes. Why do I know that? (laughs) There's one time. Um, Look, we'll be posting a link to that on our social medias, so check out our Facebook page. It will be there. Guy's got Um, merch. He's got merch. There are T-shirts. There are T-shirts. Now, we do need to talk about this episode, and we're looking back at a modern classic, and that's been adapted into so many mediums over the years since it was released, from anime to games to live-action series to even... Even a musical. Pretty sure this is one of those animes that is just sort of immortalised for all time. It really is. We're talking Death Note. It's a series that exploded in Japan and then around the world in the early 2000s thanks to its thought-provoking themes and unique story. And hey, if you're enjoying what you're hearing so far, consider joining us for future episodes. Hit that subscribe button on your platform of choice, whether you're on YouTube or our loyal listeners on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and Spotify. Click the bell. Click the bell and all that sort of stuff. But before we get into this episode's main topics, it's time for the anime news. Making headlines. Really? Awesome. Anime news. Well, it's time to look at what's been going on in the world of anime and manga the past fortnight. And we need to talk about something that we were quite excited about a few weeks ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Great Pretender. Now, this is an original anime series that's on the good old Netflix, eh? um, and it's going to start streaming on Netflix's international platform on August 20. Yes. Oh, is it? Yes. Happy birthday. Oh, have delightful a great present. Great anime present. Can we do a birthday episode where like, it's birthday all episode. animes which have birthdays in them? Ooh. Ooh. Anime birthday. <laughs> um, this is, from everything we've seen of this, it looks phenomenal. It's so How good. could it go wrong with that with Queen? I mean, come on. I know. Yeah, I know. Queen with the closing credits, but it's also just the visual style of the thing. I haven't seen anything like this before. It's mm. so brightly coloured and just so fun, and it feels just it feels great and exciting. Like it's going to be a really great adventure. And insofar that it's not set in Tokyo or I don't know a city at the edge of the world being attacked by giant monsters. <laughs> It's very... Or a video game. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Or a fist-shaped moving city. (laughs) It's in Los Angeles, right? Yeah, it's in Los Angeles. It might be moving around to different parts of the world. Mm. Like, I don't think I've seen anything that's sort of like this sort of like um, globe-trotting since Lupin. Yeah, and it does kind of take a fair bit of Lupin's sort of, you know, high crime uh, ideals. Um, So... The title, Great Pretender, is uh, a reference to Freddie Mercury's cover of The Great Pretender, a song, and that's the anime's ending theme. Uh, It's also the first television anime, and they're very specific about how they phrase this, the first television anime to feature a song by Mercury as its theme. So that suggests that Freddie Mercury's been used at least on TV in something in Japan, Mm -hmm. and probably just as, like, incidental music. (laughs) Well, he was a character in a random anime I saw about high school delinquents. (laughs) He's not. Isn't that... He just looks like him. (laughs) Yes. 
<laughs> no, it's him. He's all, he's also appeared in Attack on Titan. The Freddie Mercury Titan. <laughs> it's just so strange. So um, bad. But this is going to run for a total of 23 episodes. Mm. Um, and they're releasing them as like case file batches. So case one, five episodes. Case two, four episodes. Very Netflix for, um, style though. Like yeah. Releasing them in those batches, which is I quite like. I like yeah, that. I like I, the idea of chunks as opposed yeah. to just the whole thing. Because then you sit and you watch it in one sitting and then you're like, Burned out mm. by how much you've seen. It's kind of like, um, yeah. It's kind of like reading through like a series mm. of books one at a time. Ch- Chunks works better because it stops you from binging it, but mm-hmm. it's also not as exhaustive of waiting every week after twenty three minutes. Yes. Exactly. But it leaves you something to be excited for as well. Like, mm. yes, let's go, let's go mm-hmm. for the next bit. Yeah, and that's. I mean, five episodes. That's at twenty three minutes a pop. That's a that's a film. That's solid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a movie. That's great. And then you know if. If you know you're a criminal, you can skip the end credits. How dare you, <laughs> the, the great Freddie Mercury? He would be, you know, spinning in his grave so fast that he could power decadence. Um. <laughs> Do you reckon he would have been an anime fan? Oh, oh, I yeah. feel like he'd totally oh, be down yeah. for that. Yeah. I, I feel like there'd be a lot for him to like. I'm just going to add that to my time travel list. <laughs> 117 show Freddie Mercury anime. <laughs> Which one would I show him? Ooh. Ooh. Maybe the Great Pretender, and he'd be like, "Hey." This is you in the future. This is what happened. After he's released it. Because hey, he would have been like, song. this is just a cover. <laughs> he's like, no, no, this is a big deal. <laughs> or release it before that and then he can go, hmm, I have an idea for a song. <laughs> Wait, what if I already did that? Oh, my. No. You know what button you're deserving? Back up! No, yeah. bad boy. Bad. Time travel list number 118. No. Stop myself <laughs> from doing that. No. Um, okay. Now, Kaguya Summer. Yeah. We are all big fans of this. But we now need to pass it over to our dub expert because an English dub is finally starting to arrive. It has, and I was actually shocked. Yep. I was like, I had no idea about the dub. I thought, oh, yeah, they'll probably just leave it as a sub thing and that's all good, you know. Mm-hmm. And then yesterday I just checked the news and I was like, there's a dub release, and guess what? We released the first episode this weekend. I was like... What? Yeah, it dropped. So it just dropped straight away. What's, what's the verdict? Is it good? Well, I watched it just about an hour or so ago, and I love it. Excellent. I love it. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a dub fan. I'm saying it because it is genuinely very, you actually very like, good. Ooh, yeah, like I have a stake in this question, actually. The uh, the, the narrator. Um, yes. What's he like? Look, Ian Sinclair is a genius in his own right anyway. But, I mean, it's not how it was in the Japanese old it's oh. very different, but he gives it his own spin, and that's what we want. Hey, Kenny, do you know who Ian Sinclair voices? Uh, do tell. Dandy from Space Dandy. Yeah. Yeah. He's also Shoji in My Hero Academia, Brooke Ooh. in One Piece, Whis in Dragon Ball yes. Super. Oh, my God. Um, Sherlock Holmes in Kabuki Cho Sherlock, the English dub of that, which we haven't seen the English dub. We've only seen the no. Japanese. Um, he's also been Suzuki Yamazaki in Free. I feel he's one yeah. of the main cast. Uh, kind of side character. Side character, still right. a beautiful, beautiful. Now man. all I can think of is Whis narrating Love is War. Yes, that I The first would person to fall to in love loses. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, I'm just looking at this cast and it's just such a solid Funimation Mm -hmm. cast. Like, they're just, um, you know, they're they're veterans in the field and they know what they're going to be doing, like Alexis Tipton. I mean, Kaguya Summer Lovers War, its popularity is pretty undeniable. It got a live-action movie practically months after the uh, first season finished. So, kind of unsurprising that it should get a dub. Now, just to confirm, we're all on the same page. Like, I think all four of us have watched all of it. Yes. I haven't seen season two. I haven't but seen season yeah, two. Season one. Yep. All right. In the very last scene of season three, 
Season the, three? Season sorry. three. Are you talking from the future? Sure? See, sorry, very last scene of season two, uh. hidden in the concrete mm. where the final scene ends its final title card on. If you look closely in the bottom right corner and mm-hmm. pause it, you will see a hidden message. I didn't see the message. For season three. Shall we uh, tell them or we'll leave that ambiguous? And we'll, we'll leave that ambiguous. <laughs> we will show you after the show. Oh, Treasure hunt. But it's, oh, it's, it's there. And That's it's, super cute. It's very cute. And everyone was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> Love Easter eggs. Ah, who doesn't love good Easter egg in the show? I like chocolate. I like what? chocolate too, yeah, yeah, yeah I was going to say. But no, I think it's going to be fantastic. I'm liking the fact that they've released the whole sub first and then they've just gone back now yeah. doing the release of the dub. And there is a season one dub coming, so don't mm. fret. Yeah. Don't stress out about that. So, I yeah. don't know any show that's gone and kind of done this in terms, like obviously you're yeah. the person to ask, that's dubbed the season two and been like, cool, we want to release this okay. now while it's actually, relevant and then going back to mm. do number one. Bang Dream has yep. actually done Okay, that. so Bang Dream So Bang cool. Dream has actually gone season two, they've done the whole yeah. dub, they're doing the season three dub and then they're going to go all the way And then back. they'll re-release the... F- yes. That's it's so interesting. It's kind of bizarre. Well, because they had different studios as well. Mm. So they... It's completely different. You watch season one and you watch season two and three and you're just like, what the heck? And actually that's becoming a lot more common, um, the studio factor, where people are changing studios. Like we were Mm, discussing this last episode now that um, that a final – you know, final story arc of um, Attack on Titan yes. is going to be done by a different studio. Um, and I think, uh, what was it? There's another one which has swapped to Studio Dean, another one that stops you in another studio as well. Uh, Connor Subar did it recently as well. It's so fascinating to watch how it's done in uh, in Japan. Like mm. this, this whole good nature thing is just like, can you guys uh, can you guys handle this anime for us? Yeah, sure, no yeah, problem. Whereas over here, it's like me. Marvel and Sony have this oh, whole yeah. thing about their Marvel movies and it's just like, you're watching wars and trade agreements and demilitarized characters. Uh, I kind of prefer the the Japanese way. Yeah, well, the- uh, I don't know. Then we get things like One Punch Man season two. Mm. No, um, you see that. Rest in peace. I, I feel like. See, I, I, I'm not a big fan of that second season. I feel like the pacing was a bit off, um, in particular. But then there's also the issue of. You have people who will like it and those that won't. Um, regardless of whether the animation style changes, whether the characterization changes, they're just happy to see more of what they're, they're familiar with. Pretty much. I'll be that person saying, One Punch Man season two was just bad. No, it was bad. Yeah, yeah with was Barra. Bad. Yeah. Yep, bad. <laughs> it was terrible. Well, well, let's quickly go through the, the shot list of the characters for Kaguya Summer. So, sure. as you mentioned, Alice Tipton, uh, sorry, Alexis, Alexis Tipton is playing Kaguya. Um, she was Honey and Space Dandy, Kurumu Toisaka, uh, Tokisaki in Data Live, uh, Mizuki. Himeji in Baka and Test. Um, she was uh, the titular character Yoshino Koharu in Sakura Quest and Choo Choo in Show by Rocket. And those are just a few of them. She's been in oh my. so much. I had to go through that list. It took us a good hour to yeah. try and find like just, you know, that few to make sure I wasn't... I'm like, that's a pretty good spread. Yeah, mm-hmm. just going over this cast list, they've been in just... A heck of a lot. Oh, yeah. These uh, are like um, some pretty veteran uh, voice yeah. actors. I'm, I'm pretty excited about Jad Saxton playing oh, uh, Chika yes. Fujiwara. Not because of all of the amazing characters that she's played, such as Even Bakano or Megumi Tadoroka in Food Wars yes. or, you know, uh, Kamoe, the teacher in Magical Index. I'm really excited because she's the lethal hamster in Africa Sally Man. <laughs> no way. <laughs> well, I like it because of she's Chika from Love Live Sunshine. Mm. She's, she's, one of the, she's one of the Doom hamsters. She's one of the Doom she is all of the Doom Hamsters. I'm she sure is she many was the Doom director Hamster. for it as well. She's yeah. actually the oh, that's um, awesome. English dub director. Mm-hmm. Serious? Yes. Yep. So she definitely had a lot of fun with that. Oh, yeah. And Austin, Austin Tyndall. Yes. 
That's a name ex- I know. He's the Accelerator and Index, uh, Neto Monomo in My Hero Academia, King Kanaki in Tokyo Ghoul, yeah, Kama Akabane in Assassination Classroom. Mm-hmm. There's... There's a lot. Um, Amanda Lee's a bit of a younger actor. She's playing Hayasaki, uh, Hayasaka. Sorry. What I've noticed is she's actually done a lot of Sentai dubs. So she's mm. actually kind of going into the Funimation dub side now, which yeah. is kind of good. Mm. And I'm really excited to hear her in this. You one. guys haven't mentioned the most important character. Oh, I, I was leaving that for you. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> we, um, Farah and I were talking about um, Aaron before, and he is obviously Shiragane. It's super exciting. Oh, so a- Aaron Dismuke, not Aaron, who's on this podcast. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So Aaron uh, Dismuke. Has actually joined our podcast team. Wow. Yeah, I know. So He's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, your biggest fan. Ah. Um, no, but Aaron, oh my god, I was so excited when I saw that. And I, you know, because he's also Dr. Stone, and I'm yeah. just like, yes, thank you, yes, my love. Senku, Wait, my let's boy. see why you guys are so excited for him. Ah, uh, Fruits Basket. Ah, <laughs> Alphonse Elric in Full Metal Alchemist, the original, not the redub, unfortunately. Oh, okay. Which, no, uh, not not the original. He's he's in the he's in the movies. The movies. Yes. That's yes. right. Yes. Because hmm. it is um, redacted as uh, original FMA. Ah, <laughs> that makes sense. Well, Funimation, as we mentioned, also plan to dub that anime's first season, which will launch at a later date. So let's get on to the re- recurring. Disaster place. Um, COVID time. Hey. Onto the Rona news. Yeah. And good news, we're seeing less and less delays in due to the virus in Japan. Um, this fortnight, there's only been one big delay announced in Nippon, but it is a big one. Japan's winter comic market, oh, Comicette no. 99, ah. has been delayed. Um, the event committee oh. are planning to move it to Golden Week holidays at the end of April in 2021. Okay. So it's not going to be completely canned, um, which is good. Um, the issue is not just the virus, actually, in this case. This delay is actually due to the Olympics because the Olympics have been pushed oh, back. God. Oh, so God. They need to push back that. Oh, yeah, it okay. means uh, oh, the I iconic. I didn't even consider Yeah. The, oh, so wow. Tokyo Big Sight's East Exhibition Hall is a venue for the Olympics. Pretty sure it's being used for volleyball. Yeah. Pretty sure it's being used for calisthenics and a load of other stuff. Yeah. That's where I should be right I now. I know. I know. It's like <laughs> one year. One year. Yeah. Mm. And uh, it will remain unavailable until autumn. So oh, you wow. add in the challenge Thanks. also of restricting the amount of people going in and we've all seen mm. the lines for Comicette. Holy cow. That's, lines? Yeah. Train stations? <laughs> Train stations. Oh my. Those poor um, nerds that get pushed back and out by the sports people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's my favourite thing every year is just watching that footage from the, um, mm. the station and then everyone just like People running into Comicette. Yeah. yeah. Um, it is also this, this year is the 45th anniversary what? so that's a bit of a big hit to the convention but what they're going to do is do an online event um, where yeah. everyone can then order from the comic oh, okay. manufacturers yeah, so okay. you're going to be able to put orders in for all the dojin artists but I mean that's going to be a little bit awkward not the same. A topping on that. What's your thoughts about the online? Yeah, a lot of things. A lot of people have done them. Um, mm. There's been so many online events. Like Funimation has just done theirs. Yeah. Uh, Crunchy will have one come up too. Yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they're just having Comic Con right now. Actually. Yeah. yeah so. so I mean, I, I like the idea that it's making it more accessible to people around the world, right. as, at least from a globalist point of view. Yeah, but from for for a local. You know, if you imagine you're in New York and, you know, one of the big Comic Cons gets canned or you're in LA and one of them gets mm. canned, yeah. it's going to be really disappointing because that's a massive event both oh, yeah. financially and socially mm-hmm. for those scenes. So it, it's a shame. Could you imagine Supernova as an online convention? No. No, it wouldn't work. We've had, we've had so <laughs> much cancelled this year. We've yeah. had no conventions, obviously, and, like, obviously, Corona sucks, so that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, 
if, if they can supernova at the end of the year, that's it. I'll be so sad. We will have no events. Well, let's go to the US because Portland's upcoming anime con, Kumori Con, has also been postponed its yeah, event until November next year. So they're essentially just skipping. Um, that is the largest anime convention in Oregon. It's been running since 2003. Yes. They get mm-hmm. an insane amount of people into that. Um, but good news time. Wow. Upcoming anime film, Love Me, Love Me Not, will now open on September 8th in Japan. That's after being delayed since May. And idol anime compilation film, Review Starlight Rondon, Rondon, Rondon will, yeah, that is the name, um, will open on August 7th after being delayed from May as well. And something a little special and odd has happened. So, the creator of Ashita no Joe, regular Joe, boxing manga, been around since the 60s, big deal stuff. Chiba Tetsuya, he's released his first new manga in 37 Whoa, years. that's so cool. Yep, it's appearing in Kodansha's morning magazine. It's called Akudama, and it centres on everyday life in the midst of the current pandemic. Amazing. That is so, so neat. He's had parts of that posted on Twitter in recent weeks, and so far the response has just been every, everyone's ecstatic. They love it. Um, so that's apparently getting a Western digital release. I believe it's either going to be on Crunchyroll's online platform mm. or I think Yen Press might also be the ones looking at it. So that might be Kindle. Mm-hmm. But let's uh, go and sort out all the headlines and everything that uh, else has happened this week. Well, Silverlink Studios is reabsorbing its subsidiary studio, Connect, which it founded in 2012. Connect typically operates as a support studio, often working on in-betweens and second-key animations, but it also produced several of its own series, including Orosuke, Are You the Only One That Loves Me, and Senryu Girl, along with co-producing several shows with Silverlink and other studios as well. It's unclear how many job losses, if any, will result from the reabsorption, or why the decision was made to reintegrate the studio into Silverlink. Toho's upcoming original anime film, Kimiwa Kanata, You Are Beyond, now has a release date with the teen fantasy story heading to Japanese screens on November 27th. Set in Tokyo's Ikebukuro district, the film centres on two childhood friends named Mio and Shin. Mio has feelings for Shin, but has also never been able to tell him how she feels. One day, they get into an argument over something trivial, and afterwards, Mio decides to make up with him. As she heads to meet Shin, she gets into a traffic accident, awaking, finding herself in a new and unfamiliar world. On TV, Ascendance of a Bookworm has had a third season of the fantasy Booksakai series given the green light following the end of the anime's second season last month. There's also a new Love Live Idol series on the way with Love Live Superstar now in development. The franchise is giving fans a chance to help name the group's new Project Idol group with a community vote in Katakawa's Love Live Sogo magazine's upcoming eighth volume. Netflix also has a new batch of several animes in the world. A Dragon's Dogma series based on Capcom's game of the same name is currently in production with a worldwide release planned for September 17th and the upcoming Transformers War for Cybertron Trilogy Siege anime series is due to land on July 30th. In streaming news, the Funimation has added the Funimation. Funimation has added all 148 episodes of the 2011 Hunter x Hunter anime in the UK and Ireland this past week, with both subtitled and dubbed versions included. HBO Max has also been streaming the series' first 99 episodes since June. This month announced more anime is being added to its catalogue from Crunchyroll. The service will add Aldnoa Zero, Nuasha, Mob Psycho 100, Promised Neverland, and Pull Out Magic Madoka Magica on August 4th, with a selection of anime from Crunchyroll's catalogue being added every quarter. 
On Netflix, the latest Seven Deadly Sins series, The Imperial Wrath of the Gods, will land on the service on August 6th, with the latest outing from fronted by Studio Dean instead of A1 Pictures. Heading to the bookshelves, and a mammoth series has come to an end. Volleyball manga Haikyuu released its final chapter on July 20th, bringing the Furudati Hirachi's extremely popular series to a close. The series has been running since 2011, has inspired four seasons of the anime, with the second half of its fourth season returning to screens this October. Also coming to an end is the latest Detective Conan film manga, Private Eye in the Distant Sea, based on the franchise's 17th film. The manga adaptation of the story has been running since January and will have its final chapter released on August 25th. And in similar boat is the Weathering With You manga adaptation, which launched in July 2019, coming to an end in the August issue of Kodansha's Afternoon magazine. History Manga Kingdom is taking a brief break from releases until August 6th for planning, following a break in May and June earlier this year. And back from the dead, the Crimson Prince manga has returned to finish its main story after being on hiatus for five years. Yep, Loz is about to lose her collective mind. Creator Fuwahara Soto had to put the manga on ice in 2015 due to health issues, but says the manga should now end in September this year. And in dub news, G-Kids have announced the English dub cast for the Lupin the Third, the first film. Long-serving English Voices cast of Lupin are returning, with Tony Oliver reprising his role as Lupin, Richard Epcar as Jigen, Lex Lang as Goemon, Doug Erhold as Detective Zenigata, and Michelle Roof as Fujiko Mine. Unfortunately, we don't have any word on the film's Western release date yet, but it's still scheduled for sometime this year, according to G-Kids' website. And that's your anime news for the week ending July 26th, 2020. I think I watched that as a kid. Oh yeah, I remember that. Back catalogue. Are you okay, Loz? I'm okay. Uh, yeah, I haven't read that manga in so long, so I was like, wow, really? That's mm-hmm. really yeah. nice. You'll finally get an end. <laughs> I was like, oh, after that's five exciting. years. <laughs> Look, I, I, the re- <laughs> I feel like one of the reasons why I don't read as much manga anymore is I just kept getting like stuck with mm. so many series that went on hiatus and one oh. day one day clamp will tell me that they're gonna finish x oh my goodness it's, <laughs> been, it's been over one 20 day. years it'll still won't happen but maybe maybe, maybe i'll be someday. 80 as an day. avid reader of independent comics i know exactly how you feel steven sedgick i'm talking to you i know you have a lot on your plate but please death vigil Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, needs I'll, to be done. I'll tell you guys about it later. It's it's yeah. it's a whole thing. Manga hiatus is hard. Like I understand they have to take breaks. Uh, they injure the hand stuff like that as well. And like Hunter mm. Hunter is a difficult one to follow. He's always oh, yeah. taking oh absolutely. <laughs> but look, um, we are talking about good old fashioned Death Note. Speaking of manga. <laughs> yes, and look for those who don't know what Death Note is, you must have seriously missed the last. 15 years of hype in the anime community. So let us educate you. This anime has sort of like, you have seen the symbols for it everywhere. You've seen the characters. You've heard the story. It's like you can practically tell the entire story about it by the first rule of the Death Note. I don't know because I I mean, I watched it years ago, but I Mm. was like, I actually don't remember anything of Death Note until we had to rewatch it again. So, oh, yeah. Oh. Well, that's different. Yeah, well, good. Well, good be... I guess it's story time then, Kenny. Story time. Tell story us time. exactly what Death Note is about. This is a battle, an intellectual battle between the two greatest minds in the world. Light Yagami is a high school genius. 
he finds a notebook on the ground one day, and the first rule written in the notebook is, whoever's name is written in this notebook will die. Will die. So he um, takes it upon himself to start cleansing the world of people he believes to just be people that the world could do without. The criminals, the foulest murderers, and just the worst of humanity. He simply writes their name, does away with them. Opposing him is the mysterious, elusive detective, L. His real face is unknown, his real name is unknown. And as one sort of like, uh, they sort of both uh, hold various philosophies of justice and law. Mm. And so they go head to head, trying to outwit each other, trying to outmatch each other, trying to kill each other, essentially. You see, this is a story about how my life got turned upside down in Tokyo one day, and then I became very, very scared and became <laughs> the, the fresh the prince order. of the New World Air. <laughs> All right, guys, podcast is over. Okay. Um, so the manga started in 2003, ran till 2006, and was written and drawn by Oba Tsugumi. Now, from this, we have had three games. Two stage plays, a musical, a cacophony of different films, mm-hmm. including a Netflix adaptation, which we will talk about shortly. But let's talk about the actual anime, because this was one of the series to win the best TV anime at the 2007 Tokyo International Anime Fair. And, and there's a very so. good reason for it. Death Note was one of the first anime I ever collected when I was a little baby weeb, um, saving up my money. And um, it's always been such an important series to me because it is so different to anything I watched back when it first came out Mm. in 2006. It's just gritty, that psychological kind of thriller, that cat and mouse detective game, how interesting um, it's animated, even just down to they make something so Boring seems mm. so interesting. I'm talking about the potato, the chip, potato scene. chip scene, of course, um, and just like yeah, what just a meme. everything about it is just so interesting. And at that point in time, the character of Light to me seemed so refreshing and so different. And his moral justice is so wild. That's the whole thing: is he the hero or is he the villain? And is L the hero? Make, is L the villain? Yeah, I love how they make the audience kind of have to go to terms with themselves. Well, I don't know who I actually want to win. And it's it's very, it's really exciting to watch. Mm -hmm. If you've never seen Death Note, but say you've seen, oh, I I don't know, a, a certain little series called Breaking Bad, very similar vibe as far as the morality questions. That's actually a really good reference. I like that a lot. Because Breaking Bad, you don't realise the main character's the bad guy until it's too late. Until it's too late, yeah. yeah. I, I like that a lot. I always... Um, is that a spoiler? I don't know. Ah, uh, look. I, you can't really... He's the look, one who knocks. <laughs> come on. You can't really look at Breaking Bad and be like, I think it's going to be about a good guy. <laughs> I know it's called Breaking Bad, but... Anyway, Death Note. I always used to think that, like... Because um, at the same time, Code Geass was also coming out as well, and that was mm. also really big, and Lelouch yeah. and Light both had that very twisted sense of... I am the only one that can rule this world because I have this perfect sense of justice and I need to save these people, so I need to change the world for me. Well, it's like you go from, you know, your Narutos and your Gokus who are very, very, uh, to to put a popular nerd term on it, they are lawful good to lawful neutral. Nice boys. This is where you get to chaotic good and chaotic neutral. Yeah. Like the ones who are... Lawful evil? <laughs> <laughs> lawful evil. Well, I mean, actually, like, kind of does yeah, fit into that I'd, at the I'd start. Go lawful evil. So. But, you know, with the actual death note, now, this is a funny thing. You go to conventions and you see the actual death note. And, yeah, you, know, yeah, you can buy a prop version. Yeah, and a lot of people like taking that to go and get signatures and stuff. In it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Yikes. 
how terrified these actors and these voice actors are, especially the Japanese voice actors, mm-hmm. given because thank God they don't let them sign. It's a little merch. superstitious. Like I kind of get like the yeah. weird feeling. Of, I don't want to write my name in your death note. <laughs> and that's like that's the one book I think everyone knows about that they just do not want their name in. That's really <laughs> impactful. That like something as as basic as this black notebook right. has got that. Like yeah, that's had that incredible mental impact on all these people. That's really wild. I'm just imagining some nasty little YouTuber goes out there with his death note mm. wrapped to look some, like something different and then does a big reveal afterwards on camera. It was me, Death yeah. Note. All along. <laughs> you thought it was going to be Dio, but it was me, Death Note. Wait. <laughs> Wait a second. Mm. I'm not sure who I'd prefer, Death Note or Dio. Mm. Dio with a Death Note. <laughs> no, no. Oh, that's, boy. That's a fan fiction I don't want to read. <laughs> uh, no. Speaking of fan fiction, though, mm, be... the live action was mm. basically a fan fiction. It was uh, pretty set much. in America. We'll get to yeah, that. We, we, we will definitely get to that. I just that, and it's basically that. It is that, yeah. Now, look... Um, Death Note in particular has been one of those mangas that's done really well internationally. Like it, oh, yeah. it's had staying power. Like th- there's a lot of shows over the years which you know they come and they go, mm. and you don't remember them too much, or you kind of go, oh, I remember this fondly, or you know you just kind of like Outlaw Star. I loved it, you know, but it's not one that immediately I'll go, oh yeah, that's something I have to recommend. Mm. Death Note has that staying power that makes people go. Look, if you want to know how cool anime can be, this is the way to do it. Often, like, you'll go on to, like, Anime Lab, for example, and it'll have, like, hey, these are some good shows to mm. start with. Like, if you're new to anime, it'll be like Naruto, Fruits Basket, Death Note, like, mm-hmm. FMA, stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah, this is definitely one that uh, if you find one of those people who are just like, huh, this is animated, it must be for children. You just uh, hand them Death Note and go, here you go. Take a look. Good luck. <laughs> have fun. <laughs> Call me when you're done. <laughs> and Wait. I think that's kind of the broad appeal of it is that it's. It's a game it's with rules. It's gritty and different. Mm. Could be worse. They could be handed another. Ooh. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, they, they could be handed school days. Oh, yeah. there it is, everyone. <laughs> yep. Anyway, so th- this is one of those animes which, as we said, is very easy for people to get into to kind of give them an idea about the world that anime is in. Mm-hmm. And because of that, it's been translated into so many other media. And that takes us to a little section of about four films... We're only going to talk about one of them because we don't want to give away the ending. <laughs> um, Death Note's had a live-action adaptation in Japan, and it was actually came out before the anime. Wi-Fi Radio. We don't talk about Dragon Ball Evolution. Or Last Airbender. Death Note. Oh. Live action. We might have to adjust that sting, mightn't we? <laughs> I believe so. <laughs> well, we're going to do it, folks. We are going to talk about Death Note live action. And we're going to talk about, firstly, the one that was actually released in 2006. Yeah, the good one. The Japanese one. The good one. Uh, the 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 critically believed to be good one. Mm. Um, we will talk about Netflix one very shortly. But I hadn't seen this until this week. No? No. Um, I was a snob for the longest time and refused <laughs> to watch live action stuff. Ah. With the pinky up in the air. Yeah, yeah. pinky up in the air, holding I the teacup. the finest of the anime. Yeah. <laughs> he, yes. said, he says watching domestic girlfriend. Yes. <laughs> I am a connoisseur of weird culture. I cannot culture. wait to discuss that <laughs> Yeah, we, you and I are going to have a very oh, big discussion on that. <laughs> but look, um, the live action Death Note came out in 2006 and it had two films in the same year and it came out before the anime. I was actually surprised to learn this. Hmm. This was very, very 
new news to me. Mm. And if you haven't seen it, it's actually pretty good. Look, it is it's, really um, good. This thing did upset ardent purists of mm. the manga because it does not strictly follow the manga. It's... It's the entire series condensed down into two movies. Yeah, you are going to get things cut out and changed. Certain things are going to be cut out, certain things are going to be changed. We've talked about this before with adaptions. This is just how it works with a change of media. And Mm. as it stands, the changes were necessary and they were artistically done in this. A character was added. He actually has a girlfriend to begin with. He, um kind of has a life outside of just, uh, you know, murdering people with a death note and going to college. Mm-hmm. Mm, which, which is... It's different. And I, we were re-watching it together and I haven't seen it in a while. And I really forgot about how much I disliked the introduction of this character just oh. because it kind of takes... It makes Light a slightly different person to start with as opposed to the perfect honor student that, you know, only studies mm. and he's aiming to be the most flawless student in Japan, make his father proud, etc. He kind of, like, he's seen kind of gambling with his friends and but such like that But you also well. see him moralise that, that he worked hard for the money that he gambled yeah, with a so basketball game. Yeah, so it is interesting. Game. Anti-hero. It kind of fits in with his whole thing about how he moralises using a death note. He's yeah. uh, doing this for a benefit. I never really picked Light to be the athletic type. Yeah, no, not at all. No. So I thought that was kind of weird. But uh, having, having her there is a good way to com- almost have her as the, like, insert play a character so we can see as like a normal person would interact with light and I kind of feel like that's fine she sort of um she pushes a few of the plot elements which took a long time to get into and she becomes an eventual cog in his uh machinations for world domination which which is well done it was artistically done and um you get to see that she her uh, part in it even persists into the second movie in a in a way Spoilers. <laughs> okay, but the uh, character who plays Light Yagami, that oh. is Tatsuya Fujiwara. <laughs> I love him. I love he is most <laughs> famous for uh, being in Battle Royale, Battle Royale 2, a oh, yes. bunch of other things. And from what I learned online, he's pretty famous for being in stage productions. Mm, now, yes. now, quick quick note, kiddies, do not watch Battle Royale. Not for yeah, you. No. Not I, for wa- you. I watched that when I was probably like 15. Oh, wow. <laughs> Y'all... Do, wow. not. Do not. <laughs> Do not. Do not. Hunger Games is nowhere near that one. Yeah, hun- no. it's it's Hunger Games. What well, Hunger Games is inspired by? Yes. Hunger Games is a diet coke of diet coke. Oh yeah. Margarine of diet. Oh, yeah. Are you saying it's tasty? No. no. Oh. <laughs> one calorie, not even enough. <laughs> My goodness. But anyway, yes. Uh, Tatsuya is brilliant as light mm. and um yeah i really really think he does a really good job and also who plays l as well he's also yes. wonderful. Mm. now this is this actually did pretty well in japan from memory oh yeah um this uh the first movie alone had a budget of 20 million made that back and some with its um opening re- with its worldwide release it made uh 31 million in total i'm assuming Goodness. we're talking yen yes uh no oh US. <gasps> Com- total money in US dollars, $31 million. It made wow. it back. Wow, oh, okay. And its That's second incredible. movie, filmed back-to-back with the first one, turned uh, made an extra $50 million. <gasps> That Wait, is Wait, so, so that means they spent $20 million to make both films? Oh, no, uh, the second film was another $20 million. Oh, okay, okay. But, yeah, they more, they uh, made double back. And, so. and the fact that it's still available for purchase... 
in, you know, DVD stores and so mm-hmm. on. I can't believe I said DVD. <laughs> oh, I'm feeling old. Uh, for um, actually where to watch it, you can find uh, it on rental on... Um, oh, Anime Lab, Funimation, Wackenim. Mm. Um, you can rent it on Google Play, uh, yeah, YouTube, Apple TV as well have it. Yeah, so, so it's, it's pretty, pretty very accessible. Available. And it's it's good. Like, re rewatching it in this week, it's... We were kind of like, oh, the CG for Ryuk is yeah. going to stand up. Yes, and um, Ryuk, uh, I don't think I actually mentioned that in the opening. Uh, Light is followed by an invisible death god named Ryuk, oh, yeah, the owner oh, yeah. of the Death Note. Now, look, <laughs> Fantasy R- element, Ryuk is, uh, as you said, he's interestingly animated. It's not badly done. No, it's actually not that bad. Particularly, it's 2006 it's CG, mm. and he looks like he's walked just out of the pages of the manga. He's got exactly the same mm. character design, and I find that really like good, like I think mm, that's yeah. really great as an adaptation of the manga. Um, so yeah, it doesn't actually look that bad. And when we talk about Netflix, I mean, comparable. There mm. is also one other detail. There was another live action Death Note, mm-hmm. a 2015 drama series, not oh. a pair of movies, like a 11 episode. I've never series. heard of this. Neither no, until I. I started digging. And um, okay, I'm. Um, it's it? an adaptation. It's pretty much. Like the movies. No. Oh, okay. I mean, they change elements, they add elements, they remove elements. It's basically just the same as the movie. So in Japan, they do that a lot. So they Mm. do the movies, but they also have that aspect of making a TV series because people can't actually get time to watch the movies and they rather have it in short doses. So this is not an uncommon thing to have, but I didn't Mm. realise it came out in 2015. So Yeah, it's it's quite different. The actors are... I definitely prefer Light Yagami from the 2006 movie. Mm. Uh, they add Nia, another later character, into oh. it, but they uh, turn him into a her, which is odd. Interesting. Hey, why not? They are a bit more heavy on uh, use of coloured wigs. Of course. Yeah, that's that's kind of par for the oh, course, no. actually, now <laughs> that I think about it. But honestly, it's for adaptions for movies and stuff. Do not expect purity. Expect there to be differences. Otherwise, you're just going to be... Disappointed. I was Needlessly. so disappointed with Harry Potter Four. Like uh. <laughs> they, they they put in so many scenes that didn't need to be there, and oh, then I was yeah. like, "Oh my god, where where are my boys doing this and doing that?" It might be uh, <laughs> it might be difficult, but you, what you need to do when you're watching uh, live action adaptations and stuff like that is separate the original title, Definitely. separate mm. the original um, source material from what you're watching, and judge it by its own merits. Mm. Which I think leads us into what we have to talk about. Into the next one. Mm. We don't talk about Dragon Ball Evolution. Or Last Airbender. Death Note. Live action. Oh, deja vu. Yeah, um, we're going to do it. We're going to talk about the Netflix Death Note. Death Note. Um, Now, we did a group viewing of this. We did. (laughs) And we recorded ourselves watching this. And we're going to play you a few moments of it just to give you an idea of what we were going through. Well, let's get stuck in. So we're going to watch the live-action Death Note, and this is not the first time Aaron has watched it. Round three, baby. And this, and this three is... Sides. This is massacre. This is not because it's good either. I'm going to try and be objective. I'm going to try my best. Man, these American Pie sequels are getting out of hand. I'm going to try my best. <laughs> 
Oh, is that him? Yep. yep. Oh, oh, look the frosted him. tips. Oh god, I can't, I'm trying not to be mean because it's not nice. <laughs> Who has frosted tips at this day and age? Well, I, I wonder if they were trying to set it back in the time when the original show was coming out, which was early to be found. Because even then, no one really did the frosted so tips. So she's definitely the love interest. She's not like other girls. No, oh, not at all. God. Yay! Stranger Things the movie. You surprised us. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell me that white book is the death. No, no. Oh, okay. No. This is another Shinigami just being like, just sprinkle this one here. <laughs> this time in America. I'm just imagining it being Sugar Bay, like, yeah, sprinkle, sprinkle some the death, death notes. notes. <laughs> Did they just drop the F bomb twice? Yep. Yeah. yeah. What is this rated? Because in order to, like, to get the F bomb twice, that puts the American oh, rating pretty much all the way up to the top. This is just the beginning. Like, the camera work for this is slick, but. Yeah. Why are there marbles though? We lost his marbles. Okay, that's that's, that's good, Aaron. Thank you. <laughs> I'll go home now. Yep. All right, I'm more I'm more interested in seeing how bad the CG for Ryuk is. Let's go. Oh yes. Okay, Willem Dafoe's voice is perfect for Ryuk. He is good. Like if I was going to cast someone English for his voice, boom. That's pretty good though. Like from an actor's point of view, to do that when you don't actually have something physically there to look at. Mm. I kind of want the uh, version of uh, this where there is no CGI and it's just Willem Dafoe. <laughs> just Willem Dafoe standing there like in a green suit with balls all over it. <laughs> For two hours. <laughs> okay, but you would also be scared if you were being followed around by this. That's actually kind of cool. Like, like I said, the entire budget was blown on CGI. Ryuk actually looks pretty good. Yeah, the yeah. eyes capture your attention like immediately. That being said... This entire scene, he's been kind of blurred out, which has been very cool. Oh my. Okay. Alright. Decapitation. Okay. Just going straight for it. Oh. Oh. That's incredibly sick. Oh! Yeah. Oh! Watermelon everywhere! So, really wow, that would have had to set so that up. Violent. Something I like really like about original Death Note, this is like the manga or the anime, whichever you pick your poison. Is it's not like overtly gory, and it's not gory. It's psychological thriller. Like almost everything is about like it's the catch and like cat and mouse game, and it's like what's gonna happen next. I don't like how he keeps closing his mouth. I see Ryuk as a very like tiki mouth open kind of thing. Like perpetually happy as if he knows one of the funniest jokes in the universe. Yeah. These scenes where you just see Ryuk with just the shiny eyes and it's just kind of him in the background. It's very very impactful. If this was a series, imagine if this was like a fully fleshed out Netflix series and for the long, for like two or three episodes, you didn't see Ryuk, just him in the background. That'd be pretty good. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, like you just kind of see those um, blurred kind of shots, and, then you... and nobody addresses it. It's just a thing that you sort of notice, or like. Well, I mean, the the rule in filmmaking, like for like the Oscar monsters, is the less you see of the monster, the more threatening it is. Absolutely. Oh, here we go. Oh, Ryu! <laughs> that's my Ryu. That, that was, was cool. Good. Yeah, like the big. I mean, that's weapon. yeah. That's Willem Dafoe's cackle. Hey, you know what though? He actually acts like an idiot teenager. Because most of the people like walking around, you know how they always cast like people in their twenties and they're like they go to school and like they don't yeah. look like they're high schoolers. They don't actually go to school. He actually acts like an idiot teen. Looks like Someone's... they swat him with that van. Oh my god! Oh. <laughs> Damn it, man! I don't like this shot. No, no need for a Dutch angle. Don't try and make it edgy. 
and then lights this and part. The, yeah. They're just kind of smoking outside in the rain. It reminds me of Twilight. It yeah. does, yeah. Oh, God, Especially like, the girl. Like, Twilight characters. Oh. Like, we is in us. No, we is in us. No. We is in the Nintendo gaming console. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. The Nintendo <laughs> company will destroy the world. I mean, world. she's we, right. You, the, mean, we did change the world. It Revolutionized did. gaming. She's right. I'm yeah. into El's get up. He's like, I don't want to show my face. Obviously, Very like modern sleek up. ninja kind of. Yeah. Who's the actor playing L? He's doing a really good job. He really is. He's very captivating. Unless, of course, you'd like to kill me right now. Yeah, that's good. That's like the OG taunt. Yeah. Like, come at me. You don't know my name. Bite me. Got you. It's not life, but I like the character progression as a yeah, character. Yeah, it's good character growth. But it's not, it's not life. <laughs> no. But we get to see, like, an alternate path of life. Because, like, the, the Japanese light got real dark, but this yeah. one's sort of, like, self-aware, and he's like, we need to do better. Shed some light, get it, because his name's light! <laughs> <laughs> now who has to go? See? She's clever. She, no, she's really smart. She's Actually, clever, like, I like her character smart. a lot. Mm -hmm. He's an idiot. Yeah, because she's like, now that we've established she's wearing a top hat, now we'll be looking for a top hat. <laughs> this has turned into Blade Runner. Okay, he's he's, he's, okay. Taken, he's taken a cop car. He's got some sort of weird gun that looks like it. It's like a dominator. It's psycho pass. Yeah, it's a dominator. Yeah. Sick. Okay. There is room. Read cackles. For twenty seconds, really. That's it enough for be. Marvel post scene. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that was us very disappointed at the end that there wasn't a post credit scene and all we got was a Netflix doodun. I mean, we've heard, we've heard whispers that there will be a season two. Uh, I'm sorry, a sequel. sequel is currently in the works with Greg Russo attached to write the screenplay. So uh, here's the, here's the big question. Verdict. What did you know, we think? You know, you know. I kind of didn't hate it. I kind of didn't just, hate it which either. Is wild I because didn't hate it. I expected to hate it so much, which is why I never watched it when it first came out because I love Death Note and I was like, do mm -hmm. not take my boys and turn them into whatever that is. And I actually, you know what? It was actually okay. It, it wasn't Death Note to me, but it was still an interesting enough movie that it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. And I also didn't hate it. It's, I can... I can feel like I know ways I could have made it better. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Like, for one thing, I wouldn't have the main character named Light. I would hint at this all have having happened before in Japan. Yeah. Mm. And there is a precedent for that. There is a bit um, partway through the movie where uh, Kira is, sorry, uh, Light is sitting in a restaurant. He's reading a book and he sees Ryuk in it as like an old Japanese Shinigami, mm. suggesting that there is a history to this beyond even the anime and the manga. Mm. It's like this sort of thing has been happening a lot. So if they set this up as sort of like almost a sequel, I feel like it would have worked better. Yeah, absolutely. And I remember we had a discussion about this as well, Kenny and I, where we were talking about like it would be really interesting if this was set after original Kira mm. and then that's why this new character may be not named Light because it's a stupid name for a person to have. Um, but uh, like he names himself Kira in like as like a copycat kind of thing. Like he exactly. finds this death note mm. and he's like, I'm going to do what that guy did in Japan like 10 years ago and I'll be better than him. And like maybe that's <laughs> where he gets that kind of vibe from. And, uh, and uh, Ellen, this is sort of a successor. Yeah, like that mm. could have been a really interesting way to do it as mm. a kind of American sequel. Mm. You see, uh, uh, first first and foremost, uh, in that uh, 
audio, you would have heard a fair bit of our uh, co-host Aaron having a chat. And shout out to Aaron for watching this three times. Oh, that's man. <laughs> I mean, don't be wrong. Like, in retrospect, now we know that it's actually, like, look, it is not a good Death Note film, but it is not a bad film. No. Yeah. And that that's kind of the difference we need to, to specify here. It's not... Like, if, if you're going in expecting a faithful adaptation of Death Note, you're going to be disappointed. I mean, it's not just that you are changing a few names and changing the language. You are changing culture. You're going from the Japanese culture to the American culture, which is kind of a big difference. Yeah, absolutely. Like, that culture shift, it really makes a difference to the morals of that. But I just loved it, to be honest. Like, yeah. I mean, I watched it when it first dropped on Netflix. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, what am I putting myself in? <laughs> I think, I think, yeah, you need to watch it a second time. And you do. You definitely need to watch mm. it a second time. And you know what? There's just so much good for it. Mm. I mean, yes, there is a few bad things about it, but I really love, you know, the cinematics of it. I love. Yeah, I agree with that. The, the music. Now, yeah. as now, cheesy as that is. We, we've got to say, we, we, this was a big topic of conversation, yeah. which Aaron warned us of. The music choices are very strange They're for a so film weird. in 2017. Yeah, we thought that um, perhaps they were going with the angle of setting it back in time a bit. Mm. They have kind of like a 80s, 90s, 2000s music, but they also have smartphones and stuff. But that's the aesthetic of this kind of film, though, because it yeah. just has that kind of like, is it an 80s, is it 90s, is it, you know. It's yep. a little bit timeless. I yes. don't, I, that, that made me dislike it a little bit oh, more. Yeah. Is yeah. I, like, I wanted it to have a bit more of a date. Like, if they were going to have it in, we're making a 2017 Netflix adaptation, it's going to be set in 2017, yeah. and you're going to have the aspects of what's in our world now, like your smartphones and such like that as well, the internet's much playing mm -hmm. a bigger role, etc., Whereas then you've got like this blue light disco kind of dance to like an in excess song and it's really awkward. And I'm like, I just, uh, there were some things that I'd wish kind of had worked a bit better. With I there. think it's a Netflix thing though, because mm. if you think of the show Riverdale, yeah, now okay. there's uh. no actual like time frame where yeah, it is. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. and the, you Same know, sort you, of thing with Sabrina as well. Exactly. So you don't actually know, but they've got smartphones, but yet they're like, you know, have okay, old yeah. school cars. I'll, give you, I'll that. give you that one. That makes Ma sense. Maybe it is a quirk of the way Netflix go about mm. producing their stuff. I think it's, I, it's, I still say it's a flaw. I think it's important to have a grounded setting to really, you know, to anchor the audience into it so they know, okay, this is set in this time period with mm. you so far. Go, not to keep them guessing. But in saying that, you know, as soon as I finished watching the movie, I had to add that song onto my Spotify playlist. Oh, it's a good yeah. song. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a great song. Actually, uh, didn't actually get to mention this, but uh, for the um, Japanese uh, ones, they were there was a heavy use of the Red Hot Chili Peppers in their oh, soundtrack. Oh, I remember this, yeah. Oh. In our opening sequences wild. and closing sequences and stuff mm. like that. Well, that I'm, part I'm, always I'm, threw me I'm going to honour Aaron with a dad joke here. And oh, no. uh, how do you weigh a Red Hot Chili Pepper? Um, how do you, you give it away, give it away, give it away now. Oh, no. <laughs> so, no. look. Um, Pass me the microphone. I'm taking it's, it off. It's oh, done. Boy. Uh, my, my skills as a presenter have been revoked. Um, look, I actually think this is worth a watch. Yeah. Like just just for the experience of seeing it, because it actually subverts a lot of expectations you have of it. It the character dynamics are not what you're expecting. Yeah. And to be honest, the guy playing Light does a really good job of playing a 15 year old who doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, I still think uh, I still wonder if that is a flaw or not because he almost lacks agency as far as uh, the uh, secondary character is mm -hmm. concerned. 
Yeah, and that's what I want to talk about next is Mia, who is our stand-in for Misa mm. in the original. Um, and she is really interesting character. Obviously, if you are going to watch the movie, maybe don't listen to this part about it. But um, yeah, I, I found her really interesting in the way that she is an instrument in moving the plot forward. And yes. if anything, yes. she is more into the Death Note and its powers than Light is. It's wild. Which mm. is kind of why I didn't want it to be named Light. Mm. Yeah. I think what I like about it is very diverse as well with the cast. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what gives it mm. that nice flair that it is a Western film as opposed to a Japanese film and that we can separate the two of them because, yes. you know, yeah. it is very diverse on the characters. And on that note, L. Wow, what casting. He was so good. This actor is amazing. Uh, he did such a good job as L, and he kind of brought his own twist to L with the way that he's done this movement. Also, even just the costume that he was wearing as well was really impactful. He's more emotive, I'd say. Yeah. Oh, he's definitely a lot more emotional. He brings a lot more passion, especially in the uh, third act of the film. Yes. Mm. Um, on that note, <laughs> that there is some serious character changes with L once from when he's introduced to that end of the thing is I don't even carry a gun it makes me uncomfortable is one of his lines Nick Minute chases light through a city <laughs> with a gun <laughs> with a gun that's come straight out of Psychopaths and also it looks like also could be from Blade Runner. It's not yeah. a real gun. <laughs> I think that's kind of the thing of it, though, is that even he is getting stressed out by this mm. whole thing. Mm. He's losing his whole calm, collected, genius thing in the face of just improbability. Losing um, his justice. Which and I think worked in this movie's Oh, definitely. Yeah, I, 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 th I also have to say, like, th this film definitely did a lot more on the gore factor and the violence <laughs> factor. Oh, yeah. And it just immediately me made me go. That's a man's head. There was because chunks of watermelon everywhere. Yeah, it was real yeah. chunky and I didn't want to see that. And it was yeah. like in the first five minutes. <laughs> yeah, like th there was... They definitely have taken a much darker approach to this than we would for, you know, all the other adaptations we've seen uh, mm -hmm. from Japan. Even the musical is, well, I mean, okay, it's a musical. You'd expect it to be a bit more lighter. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it, it definitely, where where the animes and the original story would just go, oh, heart attacks. And there's a lot of heart attacks to begin with while they learn to use the Death Note. This one goes straight in the deep end, showing you all of the rules. Um. I kind of want to, with with that um, gory scene at the start, that is Light's first kill. Mm. And I was thinking about something before, before we started recording, and that first kill that he does is a, like, it's like revenge. It's straightaway revenge on mm. this, because that kid was bullying him and, like, beating him up, like, five minutes beforehand. Yeah. And then he gets this death note, and he's like, well, if this is going to work, I want it to be that guy. And his first killing is, like he said, he writes decapitation for this bully from his high school mm. and that's his first kill whereas if you look in the original source material so in the manga anime and original um japanese live action movies it's all about light's morality and his sense of justice where it's like mm. i'm going to get rid of what he thinks is the scum of the earth and starts killing all the criminals whereas this is like this childhood bully beat me up i'm gonna mm. kill him like it's a very different character yeah and it it, it almost makes it sound like he hadn't taken it seriously to, to yeah. an extent. I don't yeah. dislike it. It's, it's mm -hmm. a different take on what you would do with a Death Note. And as oh, Kenny was saying before, it would be better if his name wasn't Light because then you could be like, this is what someone else would do in that situation. But then I think I actually have to backtrack on that. Maybe oh. this is part of that whole cultural shift. Yeah, that's It's true. a difference between sort of like Japanese values and sort of, of Western course, values. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. But look, it's uh, on Netflix. We'll be there until Netflix dies um, because it's a Netflix original. So you should definitely check it out if you're interested. Obviously, do be aware this is 
definitely not for the kids. No. Um, this definitely has some things which could be considered, you know, a little bit disturbing and definitely has some things that could be a bit trigger happy for some people as well. Yeah. So do obviously take a, take a bit of caution when you watch it. I think like before we wrap up, can we just go like quick fast around the room? Uh, pro, con and like score out of 10. What do you reckon? I, I think the pro for it was that it definitely expands it to a wider audience. Um, the con being that while, you know, they, they did an amazing job with the cinematics, the story just doesn't get across the line as much as it could. So, I mean, I don't. it's not a great film, but it's not a bad film either. So I'd say a four out of ten. Uh, pro Willem Dafoe as oh. Ryuk because, yeah. God damn, that voice is just voice. perfect. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want him to voice like the the English dub of the Japanese film now. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be great, actually. Uh, Con, just sep- like keep it as part of the Death Note universe. Don't make it its own thing. Don't make him light. It's mm. so final score eh, five or six. Mm. Yep. Um, Barry, you want to go? Yeah, I mean the con for me was the main lead actor. To be honest, yeah. I yeah. just yeah, I just could not connect with him at all. Like yeah. you know. I've seen other adaptions. I've seen the anime. I've read a bit of the manga. And it's yeah. like, he does not fit. That's not your light. No. Yeah, no. I gotcha. I was like saying like, oh, Zac Efron, maybe like, you know, 10 years ago. would have been <laughs> <laughs> But yes. um, yeah, no, I definitely think they missed the mark on that one. Whereas we're, I was talking to you last before. Mm-hmm. You're like, actually, no, I kind of like them as, you know, light. And yeah. Yeah. There's that difference of mm-hmm. opinion there. But um, Pros? Pros. I love that Ferris wheel scene. Yeah, yeah, the final scene. Yeah, that's, that's so valid. That's pretty good. I just, I don't know what it was with, you know, how, spoiler obviously, but Mia just falling and just hitting, I think that the flower, flower bed. bed. Oh, I v- mean, that, very that well shot. Amazing for me. Mm. You can imagine the writer's room coming up with that as well. Everyone I mean, was like, like it was oh, just, yeah. it was so well, like, there was so much emotion in that as well. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that whole falling and that that fear, like I felt yeah. that fear. Mm-hmm. And you know, just that slow-mo and then it's falling and bang and there's beauty. Loz is sitting here going, I don't like heights. <laughs> very well shot. I'm like, very no, well I'm letting Farah have her pro. She's enjoying oh, her scene. Oh, I hate scene. heights, but just that scene and mm. it's very American. It is. That's I what hated it is. that entire scene. Yeah. <laughs> How much out of 10 you reckon? Look, I mean, I liked it. Um, probably five out of 10 to be yeah. honest. Yeah, super yeah. valid. I like basically what you said Kind of in reverse, yeah. which is wild. Um, I one of my biggest pet hates throughout the entire thing was the writing was I felt it was really weak. Mm. Whereas mm. the cinematography was stunning. It looked like Blade Runner sometimes, it and did. like the lighting was great, yeah. and the atmosphere was really good. They did some amazing things with shadows, and it, like it was filmed really well. Yeah. I feel like the actors did as good as they could with what they were given, but mm. the writing for me brought it down. I hated that Ferris wheel scene because it was so <laughs> dramatic and so like budget teen movie over the top America she falls into the rose petals and I was like I want to die but again it's such a Netflix thing it's such a Netflix thing so I found that was not I know you're like Light is supposed to be a teenager but what was the plan of uh, running to the first wheel was he uh was he going to get picked up? Drama. <laughs> <laughs> I need to make this more interesting. Let's go drama. Let's and go Ferris you know, wheel. Being American movie, you've got to have that dance yeah. scene in it as well. You've got to have oh the dance God. scene, Again, Ferris wheel, car chase. Um, car chase. Car chase. Yeah. Um, so for me, that, that was my main con was mm. I understood that that's what they were doing. But for me, that's not what essentially is Death Note. And so I would have done without that. But the movie was set in Seattle, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 So look, I was surprised they didn't use the Space Needle. Yes, I was actually wondering that too. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, there you go. But, like, look, overall, I didn't think it was bad as I thought it would. Mm. I really loved um, Lakeith Stanfield as Elle. I thought he was awesome. 
And you know what? I actually really liked Mia. So I, yes, I, I give it I a five too. out of ten. Yeah. It, was, it was a slight plus. All right. Important question. Okay. Would you watch it again? Kenny? I don't know. I don't know if I can answer that immediately. Loz? I'd only watch it if I had other people with me that hadn't seen it and I get to watch their reactions. Farah? Yes, I would actually. Yeah. Hmm. I'm, I'm the same boat as you, Loz. Yeah. I would watch it again if I had others to introduce to it. But I wouldn't yeah. sit down and be like, ah, yes. Oh, Pop- no, no, no. Popcorn for me and date for one. Yes, not not popcorn, watermelon. Yes. <laughs> no, oh, no. No. But you know, no. you know what it did do? It did the moment we finished watching it because we were so bummed of the ending, just the way it just finished, which you know was kind of cool. Uh, is we put on the first episode of the anime, yeah, and that was. I, that brought back that feeling for me, That's and that was good. Yeah. Well, look, you, you've heard ours. Make up your own mind. Check it out. It is on Netflix. Um, do enjoy. We'll be right back after this. Kawaii Radio. Ah, uh, yes, got to get that pump and bass going real good. And that's where we do need to leave things for this episode. Thanks so much for joining us. Next episode, we're going to be looking at a bit of a tricky topic. It's important that we do talk about it this time, actually. So we're talking about war in anime. Yes, yeah. so the 75th anniversary of the bombings of Nagasaki and Hiroshima in World War II are coming up in August. Um, so we'd like to look at how World War II in Japan has been depicted in anime and the impact it's also had on Japanese popular culture through anime. From Ghibli classics to story elements in several popular anime, much of Japan's storytelling has been shaped by these events and we'll be digging to a handful of these stories next episode. Uh, if you've enjoyed listening, uh, make sure that you like and subscribe to get our latest episodes straight to your device, whether you're on YouTube, Spotify or any other apps we've uh, come across. Yeah, because we're on pretty much every podcasting platform at the I moment. If, we if we're missing something, let us know in the comments. Um, we get around. We get around. <laughs> we get around. And don't forget to head over to our Instagram and Facebook pages. We've got breaking anime news and videos and obviously a link to that SpongeBob anime yes. episode there. Yeah. You need to check it your out. death note with your SpongeBob <laughs> anime. <laughs> yes. You've been listening to Kawaii Fire Radio. Thank you for joining us. And until next time, watch, watch some anime. anime.